Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining me right now is Udi Gorin. Udi is the cousin to Tal Chaim, whose body was kidnapped by Hamas on the 7th of October. And uh, I just want to tell you that this is, I'm giving you a trigger warning now, that this is not going to be an easy conversation to be a part of or to listen to. So if you are triggered, please rather don't listen to it, right? Um, there will be podcasts, but uh, I'm just giving you a warning. Morning, Udi. How are you? Well, what can I say? It, it, it's another day. Yeah, it is another day. So firstly, tell us about Tal. Tell us about Tal. Um, yeah. yeah. Tal um, was, a, was a family man. He was a civil engineer. He was... Uh, he, he grew up in the kibbutz from which... where he was murdered and kidnapped. He's... Uh, he is fourth generation to the kibbutz. His grandparents and, and my grandparents were among the founders. He was a civil engineer. He, he liked to wake up early in the morning and make sandwiches for the kids. How many kids? School. How many kids has he got? He has three kids, yeah. and his wife is currently four months pregnant. So the first child will be born without ever knowing his dad. Um, and and he was he was just a really good guy. He was very handy. He was the first one to be called when people needed help around the house or get something fixed. Um, a really a really positive character to have around. Hmm. And what happened? What happened on the seventh of October that you know of? Um, there was word that there were. Uh, coming into the kibbutz. He went out. Which kibbutz was this, Barry? Which kibbutz was this? Near, no, near Itzchak. Oh. Not far from there. Okay. And he was, uh, he went out to defend his home. We know that he came face to face with some of the terrorists. Um, we don't know what happened uh, at the moment when he was killed and kidnapped. There's no uh, there's no evidence um, of the actual um, the actual fighting. Um, he was kidnapped along with another person from the kibbutz, which we hope is still alive, and that we will see him back, and maybe he, he will be able to shed some light on what happened that morning. But they were the only witnesses to that to that event. Udi, how? Okay, so. Just that I'm clear, because I haven't seen this reported anyway. I haven't seen um, the story of Tal um, reported. So I'm sure that it is. But there's just, you know, right now the information is all a flood. Um, it's a flood of information coming out of Israel, um, dealing with many different aspects of this war, not least of which are the hostages. So did... As I'm understanding it, did Hamas kidnap Tal or Tal's body? Tal's body. He was kidnapped dead. So he was, he was kidnapped dead. His brother-in-law that was also kidnapped dead. There were many kidnapped bodies on October 7th. Yes. The, practically, uh, what, what did happen, and this, we, this is 
also something we know from the interrogation of the terrorists that were captured, is that they were ordered to take anything they could. And, and intentionally, I'm using the word anything, not anyone. And, you know, if there was a car available and something to be taken, be it a body or a living person, it was loaded and taken to Gaza. It just, it defies logic. It defies logic as to why somebody would kidnap a body. Um, it, it actually, it's I, not I the first time. I argue that it makes a lot of sense because they know that Israelis care about proper burial. We, they know that we care about not only about our living people, we also care about our dead people. Yes. And, and they know it, it has value. We will, we will keep, you know, we the families and the Israeli public, we will keep fighting to get these bodies back to Israel for proper burial so the families have a place to mourn. So can I ask you a very difficult question? Go ahead. Is that, you know, when one goes back to, you know, let's look at the exchange where Israel exchanged, I don't want to mention names, but 1,027 terrorists for the life of one kidnapped soldier. Right. The when that happened, do you think that it placed a price on the head of is, every Israeli? So I think that this is actually the wrong question to ask, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. First of all, I think that every life is worth saving. Yes. Even if it is a th- over a thousand uh, prisoners, but it's the wrong question to ask because what embedded in this question is that you assuming that the situation, that the conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians would just linger forever. And this way, the freed prisoners would essentially have to go back to terrorism and fighting Israel for what they perceive a fight for their independence. And this is where I think the question is wrong. Because the right question to ask is why are we prolonging this situation? Why are we, Israel not creating a situation where we offer Palestinians something better than Hamas has to offer. Why is this situation that the freed freed prisoners, we assume, would have to go back to fighting in order to gain their independence? And that's the right question to ask. Why are we complicit in prolonging this situation? In having, so if there weren't a hundred and a thousand and four hundred people killed, on the morning of, of October 7th. If there were only 10 people killed, or, or 50 people killed, would that make it okay? No. Then we could just go on with these rounds of violence that we experience every year or every other year, having 15 people that having 20 people that having 50 people that would that make it okay? I, I argue no. And that's the right question to ask. So you still haven't answered my question, even if it is the wrong question. You know, what? how does Israel not commoditize and make i mean kidnapping is a big thing we've we, in south africa um we've just had a guy who was who a south african who param- paramedic he was working in tripoli um uh-huh. and he was kidnapped by al qaeda al qaeda uh-huh. kidnapped him he's been a hostage for 6 years they released him yesterday right because the family not our own department of foreign affairs um, called Durko, but 
the family reached out to a charity organization called Gift of the Givers and they negotiated his release. Uh-huh. But as long as people, and it's not only Israelis, it's any people, any people have a value for kidnapping, then, you know, it's going to continue. It's when it's not lucrative that it's not going to, it's going to stop. And that's irrespective of whether it's Israel or anywhere else around the world. You know, whether it's criminal or whether it is military. So that was, mm-hmm. that's the nature of my question. I, I think my answer remains the same because this, these are the rules of the game. Because option B is just negating all of our core, core values, saying it's, it's okay to sacrifice people. Because that's option B. And, and I would not have it. I would not want to live in a country where this is one of its values. Sure. And I think that what separates us from our enemies is exactly that. It's our values. It's not the fact, it's not only the fact that we have an army and a sovereign state and a, and a high-tech industry and we have plenty to eat and we have running tap water. That, that is great. But all of that is derived from our core values. And if we negate or neglect our core values, then it's a package. Everything comes together. So if we want to adopt the values of our enemies, we will become our enemies. 100%. Goodbye goodbye democracy, goodbye modernity. This is it. That's who loses. The first one. You know, (laughs) if you've ever had a staring competition, the first one to blink is the one who loses, right? In a war, the first one to lose is the first one who loses their morality, especially when you're fighting Israel. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, Udi, thank you. Thank you so much for just sharing your insights and uh, just uh, especially at a very, very sad time that you're able to speak to us. Yeah. And uh, we yeah. just wish you much, much strength, really. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you, Udi. Udi Goran, he's a cousin to Tal Himes, whose body, whose body was kidnapped by Hamas on the 7th of October. You want to get in touch with me? 34519, that is the text line, or 0618951019 on Telegram. Coming up, I'm going to be speaking to Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Mordechai Kedar, his former IDF intelligence officer, asking him the significance of destroying Hamas infrastructure in Gaza in order to continue weakening and eradicating it. Is that the ultimate you know, strategy? Because Hamas is more an ideology than just an organization. But you let me know your thoughts.